I'm Brittany. And I'm Tori. And, and this, this is... The Be Afraid of the Dark Podcast. Welcome back, Spooky Tins! <laughs> right before we started, I got her with some whale noises. <laughs> I do speak whale. No, you don't, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brittany, how was your weekend? Um, you know, we went to the spooky maze, um, or corn maze and whatnot, and I was a little let down by the corn maze. It wasn't as scary as it normally is. I actually got yelled at, or I, not yelled at, um, but I definitely made two of the like actors or like people working definitely concerned about my mental health. <laughs> Oh, this, guy, this guy came with like <laughs> this guy came up to scare us and he had like this um almost like a bird mask type of thing not quite like the plague doctor type mask yeah. but like it almost looked like a plague mask mixed with like a scarecrow it was also like dark so like my you know my recollection is probably a little little, little shady little altered. but um <clears throat> And he just came up and we stood real close and I was just sitting and we were making like very good eye contact for a hot second. And also mm. I just slowly raised my hand and pet. The what is wrong with you? And that's, he goes, no, I didn't pet your beak. <laughs> and I said, oh, but I just, and he goes, no. And then Marshall comes over and he's like, okay, come on, Brittany, let's, let's go. And he goes, yeah, take her out. Like, get her out of here. Oh, wow. Um, and oh my god, I can't I can't remember what the other one was, but there was another where they're like, uh, "Are you, you good?" <laughs> so I was like, "No." <laughs> Honestly, the reason's probably not as scary is because you didn't go on a manhunt for somebody's phone in the pitch black like well, you did last year. That no, but the the haunted woods that we went in after, phenomenal, like ten out of ten. Like me and Tessa literally talked about just doing the two woods yesterday because we kind of figured because there was a lot of people in the corn maze that were like were easily able to like you were able to take them out of character mm. yeah so like marshall was walking and a guy scared you know scared us and marshall was like oh well i did have to shit <laughs> and the dude busted out laughing and he's like glad to help bud <laughs> But then the guy, the, like the very last guy before we finished the corn maze, Marshall tried to do the same joke, like, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh man, you got a shit! Like, come on, I'll show you the way out." What and a then gentleman, though. Marshall was like, "No, I'm just kidding. Like, I was just joking. Like, I was just messing with you." Like, hey, bud. That's right. A joke. And then he was like, "He was like, oh, um, oh, okay." And he's like, "How long's the line out there?" And we're like about four hours long. He's like, oh, yeah, it was ridiculously long. And oh, my gosh. We didn't wait that long. But by the time we had gotten in, the line was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, and then um, he was like, well, the exit's that way. And Marshall tried to play it off. Like, haha, well, like, I'm going to trust you. And he's like, I don't care. It's that way. That's where the light's coming from. Oh, my gosh. And what a like, fun sucker. Yeah. Like. Literally, Tessa was like, what a poop to the party. <laughs> what a party pooper. 
And yeah, so so I kind of came up with a theory that the people that like have been coming back year after year are just bored. Are no, like are getting the woods positions with like the storylines and all the like different spots and whatnot. And the newer people are being thrown in the corn maze. So like the newer people don't really give a crap. Where like the hardcore dedicated people are like, I'm gonna show this person. Like, I got this. I'm the- gonna scare the shit out of yeah. you. No, because there was one guy, and he was just like one of like the random people in the black cloaks that like jump out in the like while you're walking to different like buildings and different like scenes or whatnot. Oh, so the guy we sleep, we sleep. The guy we see when we have sleep paralysis. Yes, that one. Um, we but he him. literally was running just in front of a group telling every house this one particular girl's name to scare the living shit out of her. That's genius. Yeah. He was like, he's like, I got to have my fun somehow. And he was like, and this is literally my job is just to fuck with people. And so, yeah, because we were like, we would wait every once in a while and be like, oh, let's wait for the, you know, the group in front of us to get a little farther and he was like no 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 you gotta go like you're messing up my joke here you gotta go you gotta keep moving there's a group coming behind you and we're like okay shit gotta go gotta go so sounds like you had a little bit more entertaining yeah it was definitely more entertain entertainment than um scaring but i did hit a wall at one of the like i got scared and smacked into the wall and the guy was like this is wall. And then he went through the rest of the house with me going, this is wall. This is another wall. And yeah, that's how I went through. And then the next, yeah, I think it was Sunday morning at my house. I ran into the bathroom door too. Sorry. (laughs) Like I'm just. (laughs) Also, if you hear snorting, that is my cat that has breathing problems. My apologies. (laughs) Can't do anything about that. That's Itty. He's our mascot. <laughs> but yeah, so I just apparently don't understand why I can't go through walls and doors. <laughs> we went golfing. Yay! Did you actually golf this time? Or you just... No, my no. husband doesn't let me golf because he's like, I oh, won't be there forever. When you can get the ball in the air, we can go golfing. Like, you know, one out of ten times. And I'm like, I hit the golf ball. It just... It putt-putt style. It doesn't go very far. It doesn't go in the air every time, but it goes somewhere. <laughs> I love I've that. been trying to learn to golf for seven years. But honestly, there's nothing I love more than going golfing and watching him golf because I know how much he loves it. And it just brings me joy to sit there for 18 holes outside. Aw, what true love. I know. He also gets me food after, so. Oh, that you know, there's where the real, the real one goes. Because we love the foods. <laughs> well, oh, I have an update. Um, so Marshall listened to the first episode of Hell's Bridge, and he was like, "Wait, that's that's the story you found like when you were researching?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" He goes that's not the story I grew up with and I was like what do you mean what yeah apparently it's it's quite different his story um yeah his story is quite different so apparently Elias Fricky if I remember his name correctly um was the preacher in the town and that's why he was entrusted with the children 
No. Yes, and he had been the one slowly picking the children out to what cause is that with priests. Lately? I don't know. But so apparently, what he'd do <coughs> is the last times when he had the group of children, but he'd take the child, bring him down to the river, grab them by their hair. Yes, I. This is uh trigger trigger warning for group uh like gruesome details. Um. And, and violence against children? Yes. Um, but he'd grab their hair and then take a knife and slowly scalp them. <gasps> so as their hair was... Oh my off, gosh! Yes, so as their hair was being slowly pulled from their head, they'd slowly start to drown. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. Where was your boyfriend when we needed him? I don't know. I was like, oh man, maybe I should run every like everything by every Marshall urban. from now. Yeah, legend to be like, is this what you grew up on? Yeah. So then, oh that's why God. when the group of adults found him, he was covered in blood because he had repeatedly just gone and scalped all these children. Dude, there's not much that honestly grosses me out, but I can't stand anything that has to do with eyes or like scalping. Like it makes me want to gag, dude. It's right. so gross. It, yeah, it doesn't give me good feelings on the inside. Oh. Yeah. So Oh. <laughs> yeah, so the so then he had another ending to that's what the adults did to him is slowly scalped him. Well, then he deserved it. Right. But yeah, so that's the update. That's a big update, right? I that's a germ. That's dramatic. I've never, ever, ever, but you ever know heard that. So though. funny is I wonder if it's like a Mandela effect, not to like take us there, but like because nowhere I went to multiple websites, all these Michigan urban legend, you know, and not one place said anything about the scalping. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It did just start CERN back up, so. It what they did start CERN back up, or I believe that's what it's called that big thing that started Mandela Effect the first time in like Switzerland, right, honey? That's Switzerland, Large Hadron Collider, or whatever. I'm gonna have to look that up, but yeah, so nothing that and, wouldn't surprise me though. But I don't know, yeah, my mind was blown and I am forever scarred, and that gives me like my 10 millionth reason to not go to that location. That makes me want to gag, literally. Not yeah, even right? figuratively, like actually like Yeah, Bleh. it makes you a little nauseous and queasy. Or I haven't like felt something like that in my throat. Like <laughs> mm, no thank you. <clears throat> I guess on a lighter note, we're yeah. doing scary paranormal games. Yes. Um, which I didn't realize that there's two types. Um, because I told like Marshall was like, you know, what's the <clears throat> week's topic? And I was like, paranormal games. And he was like, oh, cool, like video games and like um sports that have haunted like stories behind them. Because apparently that's also a thing. And I was like, no, 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 like the games you do to cause supernatural things to come upon you. And he was like, oh, 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 okay, cool, cool, cool. The the no-no games. Yes. These are very no-no games. And us talking about them in no way is encouraging anyone to play these games we a thousand out of like a million don't recommend yes um this is our disclaimer if you choose to play said games that we talk about you are doing them in your own like free will free will your own apparently my husband's over there showing me something run the gauntlet run the gauntlet 
What's that? Is that a game? Is it like a haunted game? I'll tell you at the break. Okay. Okay. We'll I, come back with a little tidbit. I guess <laughs> Guess our little producer over here, my honey, has got a little sum sum for He's us. He's very excited about it, too. Maybe we'll have him tell you about it. Ooh. Ooh, Guest yeah. Star. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Lucas Benjamin over here. No, but the paranormal games that we did pick out, I think, are very interesting in themselves and have a lot of origins yes. to them as well. Yes, I would agree. And it's very cool to see how uh, these games have progressed through time. Through time. Especially the older ones. Just to, like, see, like, how some have progressed and some are, like, like, you do not change a thing or, like, nothing will happen. And I think that's interesting. This isn't even close to as many games as we could cover. We'll have to do another thing on it. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that exact same thing because one also researching these games makes me realize how not sheltered, but like kind of sheltered I was as a child because going through and like looking at what games I could possibly pick out for this episode. I was like, I haven't heard of like half of these. Well, I haven't heard of some of them and I found my one game on a child's sleepover party games no child's sleep but i mean if you think about are it, you serious if, if, if you think about it you can go to like walmart meyer target whatever like general store grocery store superstore whatever you want to call it in your area and you can go to the toy section like the game board section and find a ouija board and it literally says like eat up or some shit like that like, I'm sorry, I don't feel like eight-year-olds can um understand that they could possibly conjure a freaking demon. Like, yeah. I don't think that's something they un- to, to yeah. get. Like, and there are, like, certain stipulations like you, even playing with the Ouija board that you, I don't think an eight-year-old understands. Yeah, like, shit starts going sideways and it's going backwards. It's making figure eights. You better <laughs> shut that down real quick. Are you about to let somebody out that you don't exactly. want out? Who so I like, will not even speak of because no thank you. That's my job. Yeah, that's her job. All she right. gets to say his name, not me. <laughs> She's okay. the haunted one, not me. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Do you want to go first game? Sure. I got a, I got a long one. Um, this one's quite interesting um, in itself. It's called the 11 Mile Road Game. Okay. Yep. We've. I started listening to a podcast that was talking about that. Um, it's so. kind of creepy. I don't even, like, there's no way I would ever attempt this. So, the 11 mile road game is a ritual that is completed with one person, nobody else. You can have one wish granted to them, but you need a car. Self driving ones are not allowed. A radio connected to the car. Do not open or exit your car at any time unless you are done. No matter what, you cannot run out of gas at any time. Or you might die. Um, that's like a 10 out of 10 <clears throat> problem for me, considering I literally run my car to E every time. I would never <laughs> put my car that low to gas. <laughs> He's not paying attention. Um, my you... car is actually almost on E as we speak. That doesn't surprise me. It's always on E. <laughs> 
You cannot summon a demon in the car no matter what. You may die due to this. Do not, under any circumstances, take haunted stuff with you. You may get more riskier and more likely to crash or die. Wait, wait, so like... <laughs> Back up. Um, so there's <laughs> That you can't summon a demon. So, like, you're driving, you're like, oh, I'm scared. Let me summon my demon friend to protect me. Is that what they're getting at? Like, don't summon a demon into your car to, like, ride along. Yeah, because they, <laughs> some people think that, like, a, this, a demon can protect you with this. Okay, continue. <laughs> Which I just don't think is a good idea in general to just summon a freaking demon. I mean, but you know. You need a car with a roof. No convertibles. Aww. I know. Do not stick any limb outside your car at any mile, no matter what it tells you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do not use internet connection. Absolutely no phones. Like, your phone has to be off. It, like, nothing. Like, you cannot have any access to the outside world. It's just you and your damn car and this dark-ass road that you're about to have a fucking shit-ass time on. Lovely. They'll say you know the road before you found it by feeling or a change in the like atmosphere around you. It also says that there may be visible signs. For example, if your wish in this game is of wealth, you may spot like shimmers on empty branches of trees as like they were to resemble gold or diamonds. Or if you're seeking love, you may begin to see like rose petals like slowly dancing in like a light breeze blowing in like the direction of this road that's like appearing to you. To like guide you. Yeah. Because okay. you don't like this. There's not like a certain road. Like you just go driving and like the, the road, road finds, finds you. you. That's terrifying. <clears throat> but also sounds like great if every road could do that because if apple and google maps did not exist i would not make it in this and you don't get navigation for this like you have no phone so at this point you better take a deep breath steal your nerves and make a turn onto this road you're gonna be started off surrounded by trees whether you were before or not they're there they say that's another of the first signs that you found the right path Each mile is meant to test your resolve, and the test will become more terrifying the further you travel. How badly do you want what you desire or wish manifested? Some say finding the road itself means you're serious, but that doesn't mean you're ready to receive. Right. Excuse me. So now we'll take a look at each of the mile markers down this mystic road sounds super fun and i definitely am not just gonna slowly strangle your cat in discomfort but fiona's so cute please don't do her like that i know it's just if i get scared i might squeeze (laughs) it's okay mile one as you begin your journey you'll notice that the temperature will begin to drop in your car this is sort of a welcoming sign that you found the right place that would be phenomenal since my car doesn't have ac It's going to get colder, so be prepared to crank up the heat if you like, because it's going to get cold. Okay. Mile number two. The temperature is going to continue to drop. Now is a good time to turn on your heater if you already have it. 
you're about to get into the thick of things. Mile three. Into the thick of things. <laughs> into the thick of things. <laughs> Ope. <laughs> Ope. <laughs> Ope. This is what you probably said after you turned on this road. Probably. It's the most Midwestern thing of us. <laughs> Ope. <laughs> Mile three. If the road was paid before, you can kiss that goodbye. So we're taking the Jeep. <laughs> you'll now find yourself on a dusty-ass dirt road. <clears throat> Excuse me. You'll also begin to spot silhouettes and human-shaped shadows in the trees along the road. Ignore them, please. No matter how close or menacing they may appear, you must keep your eyes on the road. Now is not the time for distractions. That's like a, a general car safety thing as well for those people that like to look at their phones on the road. Just saying. I see you. <laughs> Mile four. Those shadows you saw before are going to disappear. But you will now begin to hear whispered voices. In the car? In the car through your radio. Oh. Tune them out. Listening or trying to determine what they're saying will only draw them closer to you, and you do not want them any closer than they already are. Fair enough. So, mile five. The trees around you may suddenly disappear, and you may spot this beautiful, lit, like, gorgeous, like... Open field. Like, yeah, like, beautiful moon. Do not stop your car. Okay. Keep driving. We drive on. We drive on. Because they want you to get out of your car. Oh, And that's okay. a no-no. So don't do it. Full booby trap. <clears throat> booby trap from the little ghosties. Mile six. You're halfway to your goal. Woo-woo! Unfortunately, that means the tests are going to get more difficult. The trees will return here and the stars and the moon above you are going to disappear. Your headlights will begin to flicker as they are going to go out. Your radio will tune itself on. A voice will speak to you about your greatest fears, underlining the dangers you're in. You won't be able to turn off the radio, so don't even try to do it. Just ignore it. Lovely. Keep your eyes on the road. It will begin to twist and turn more, and you don't want to have an accident. No. Mile seven. These voices will return but they won't be whispering anymore. You're now going to hear distant screams coming closer by the moment. One of those voices may sound like it's right in your ear, like it's speaking to you from the back seat of your car. Do not turn around and look for it. You may not like what you see. And again, you risk driving off the road. Mile eight. Oh my God, we're so close, but I feel yet so far. At the Eighth mile, the road is going to become even more treacherous with deadly turns and your distractions are going to double. The shadow figures you saw in the trees before are most definitely following you now. You'll hear their voices and the scratch of their claws along the side of your car. Your headlights may go out for a few seconds. If they do, you can slow down, but do not stop driving whatever you do. You do not want them to catch you. I don't like that sentence. (laughs) Mile nine. (laughs) Your vehicle is going to stall. Close your eyes and try to restart it. Do not open your eyes until the car restarts. The only problem with that is I don't know if my car would restart after stalling in the condition that my vehicle is in. (laughs) 
You are surrounded by these creatures. They will fall back when the car starts again. But until they do, they are going to do everything they can to distract you. Ignore the sounds, the voices, etc. Your only goal here is to restart your damn car and continue driving. Okay. Mile 10. You're almost there. Okay. Almost made it, bitch. Okay. At this point, the voices are still not going to stop. You may be tempted to look in your rear room mirror to see the creatures are still following you. I assure you, they are. But do not look in the mirror. Do not check your back seat. Rip the rear... Oh my god. Words? Rear view mirror off the roof. Just keep driving. Mile 11. Your vehicle will once again lose power, but it will not start moving. You may see a glowing red light ahead of you. You are no longer in control of your vehicle's movement, so don't even bother trying. Close your eyes. Cover them if you need to. You do not want to see what is around you at this point. Do your best to tune out the sounds around you. The cold will be replaced by heat. This is by far the most excruciating point of your journey on the 11-mile road. Some say it's like you're being drawn through hell itself. This should only really last about 30 seconds or so, but this is going to be the longest minute and a half of your life. Good googly. The dead end. Once power returns to your car, the noises will fade away and it's safe to start driving on your own again. In a short distance, you will come to a dead end. Stop the car, relax, close your eyes, and focus on what it is that you've desired. Why did you take this journey? What wish did you want? Is it fulfilled? Once you've done this, you can open your eyes, at which this time you will discover you've returned to the beginning of the road. So wait, do you, like if you wanted, could you go through it again and do another wish? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> So this game obviously comes with warnings, which is pretty obvious. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're sh- struggling. Oh, yeah. Aside from the basic warnings that, you know, I read to you above the uh, individual mile markers, there are a few more things just to keep in mind. Do not roll your windows down. Do not use your cell phone in any way. Obviously, it's probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Do not turn on the radio in your car. Do not get out of your car at any point until you return to the beginning of the road. Do not drive over 30 miles an hour on this journey. There's too much going on and you could cause yeah an accident. So um, from what I gathered uh, researching this, don't fucking do it. Facts. Thanks for coming to Tori's TED Talk. <laughs> okay. Well, so I found something today. Oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> um it has nothing to do with our topic, but I I forgot to say it earlier in our little like banter. But um so are you ready? I don't know, am I? <laughs> god, I hope you are cause... So in uh sixteen sixty nine, the sale of bedroom toys, you know, little frisky time toys. Okay. Little unholy um, between the sheet time toys. My mommy don't know. Yeah, there you skin, go. Huh? <laughs> the body shop. Okay, but um, was banned in England, right? Really? Yeah. 
So women started making making them themselves out of broomsticks, <laughs> which is why we have the um, stigma of witches flying on broomsticks. Your mind is blown. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for that. I feel like it's a good cool down after that. Yeah. Okay, now back at it with the scary games. Okay, so I did the all classic, the the (gasps) all-knowing Ouija board. Oh my god. The talking board. No. The spirit board. (gasps) Wherever, whatever is called. Who is she? Let me tell you. Okay. So to start, um, hundreds of years, like hundreds of years ago, the Chinese actually used them to uncover like on uh, hidden messages. It's not really known what form they used or how they, but all they know is the Chinese had some form of this board. Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And then in 1846, the Fox sisters used to receive messages from spirits who would, um, who would like basically bang on their walls, and that's how they'd answer questions. Carol, exactly. <laughs> um, it's a demon, right? Um, and then in nineteen, or I'm sorry, mm. eighteen eighty-six. Okay, I don't know. Associated an, an Associated Press reported a new phenomenon of talking or talking um, boards over the spiritualist camps in Ohio. We all know how you feel about Ohio. Always Ohio's fault. I'm sorry. It's just we're from Michigan. I'm sorry to all our Ohio listeners. But anyway, still. So then finally in 18... Ninety, Elijah Bond, Bond, Elijah Bond, and Charles what a name. Be, uh, began to manufacture the boards in Baltimore after they reportedly um, held a successful seance with Helen Peters, who was quoted a strong medium and was also uh, Elijah Bond's sister-in-law. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 1891 is when they started to appear. And they started in Pittsburgh is where they started to actually appear in stores. Um, 1891 is also when William Fudd, Fudd, Flood, I don't know how you pronounce it, I apologize, um, buys the rights to the quote-unquote game and records a patent for it. Interesting. 1901, um, the Flood brothers, William and Isaac, start a court battle between the rights to make Ouija boards. And then finally, in 1920, William wins the court and becomes the only maker of the Ouija boards. And then I wrote here, um, and Isaac was basically told to kick racks. Okay. In reality, he had to pay all the court fees and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I under during all the court battle stuff, right after 1891, um, it wasn't long before these boards were filling novelty shops and toy shops and were selling at an extremely fast rate. 
for those who don't know, Ouija boards are a retechy. Oh my gosh, a retechy, a re- a rectangular panel, usually wood or stone, depending. Um, with a planchette, which is a heart shaped, um, usually a wooden piece with a see through circle near the top okay. of the pointed yeah part. The part you don't look through. Yes, you do not look through it. I mean, there's stupid enough people in this world. That is true. And I would like to preference that this is not a toy. Though it's sold in toy sections and stores, still to this day, it is not a toy. So I want to go over the 12 rules of Ouija boards. If you do choose to use one. Okay. Rule one, always be respectful. Spirits are not evil in nature um so they should be treated with respect provoking spirits can be uh leave leave to obvious dangerous consequences yep that makes sense rule two do not believe anything a spirit says spirits are known to be mischievous mischievous i cannot talk for the life of me today i apologize me every day um Malicious ones, though, are rare. Just because they answer doesn't mean it's truthful. The more they trust you is the more likely they're willing to be honest with you. Rule three, never use a Ouija board alone. At least two people. Another respectful person, someone with the same sort of understanding and respect on the subject. Four. Think of good questions. And when I say good, I mean um, nice, respectful questions. Not questions like, when will I or someone else die? Are you an evil spirit? Can I talk to a demon? Do you want to hurt me? Who wants to just talk to a demon? I don't know, but don't, like, these kinds of questions can attract, you know, darker spirits. Yeah. Number five, which I actually didn't know this one. Do not leave the planchette on the board. I did know that one. I did know that one. Oh, okay, I, I didn't know that one. Um, Once finished, completely remove the planchette off the board. Leaving it on the board is considered bad luck or even dangerous. Planchettes left on the board leave the paranormal door fully opened. Even if you say goodbye, it's still the door is still open with the planchette. If someone needs to step away, make sure at least one person still keeps their hand on the planchette. Keeps control. Six, do not use a Ouija board in your home. Find a neutral location that is has a clean and positive energy. Using it in someone's home puts that person or anyone else that lives in the house in possible danger. danger. I don't know anywhere that has clean energy. I don't either. Evil spirits like to attach themselves or anchor to specific locations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, seven. We love that. You have to choose a group leader. Not me. This person will be in charge of doing most of the talking and asking of the questions. Um, because too many people asking questions can confuse or agitate the spirits. The leader needs to be the most emotionally and spiritually strong. 
with the most respect of the <laughs> and neither one of us would be good at this job no um eight take notes have a note taker one person that's in the background not touching the plantet this person yeah i take that position right. <laughs> um it's easier to understand what type of ghost you're dealing with choose one person to be the note taker and write down all the words letters that way it's easier to and you know because sometimes when you're someone's spelling something at you you can't always put the word so if you have someone oh, yeah. stepping back writing all the letters they can be like oh it's this word oh it's this one by the way felicia yes. <laughs> um nine have a positive state of mind if a person is depressed or not feeling so well that day um any interaction can easily easily become dangerous malevolent oh my gosh mischievous spirits feed off that negative energy and fear um 10 once again choose your location wisely do not go in cemeteries find a place with no negative energy um but i thought that's that's where you go that's oh obviously because you have to go to that was my phone falling on the floor i apologize um <laughs> cemeteries Only in, in haunted grounds are the most dangerous and unpredictable grounds no i would have never guessed that one right 11. Do not burn the Ouija board. Wait, I thought like you could burn an Ouija board. Never. Really? This will not get rid of any of the spirits that you've made contact with. In fact, it will leave the ghost stuck in that place. Can I just like bury it six feet under and pretend it never exists? Probably. Um, Because this is the best way to get rid of the board. Store it somewhere away from the user and leave it alone. Act like it didn't exist. But make sure the planchette is stored in a completely separate location. So, like, the bottom of the ocean where, like, all the car batteries are. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Okay, good. I can last, store it there. Last but most important, always say goodbye. This is letting the spirit know politely, respectfully, that you want to end communication. And not doing so can cause the spirit to get angry and decide to linger. That um, makes sense. These are my warnings, though. Say immediate, like, immediately goodbye. Don't, no more questions. Say goodbye immediately if any of these things happen. A figure eight or an infinity nope. symbol is drawn on the board. I'm solid. If the, um, if the entity identifies themselves as Zuzu. It's Zozo. Zuzu Zozo. Zozo. You said it too. Haha. <laughs> if the spirit starts counting down. No. Or if the spirit starts spelling the alphabet front or back. Get out. So if the spirit starts going A, B, C, D. Okay, we know the alphabet. Don't add the rest X of the letters. Z, Y. <laughs> um, these signs are all of a dangerous entity. Nah, shit, Sherlock. Nah, shit. All right, that's that's for the Ouija. That's Do not right. play. Just stop. stay at home. Just stay under all the blankets. That's what we don't like. talk to strangers. Just listen to us tell you about the things you shouldn't do. That should be your new goal in life. Facts. So, uh, I have the picture game, which I'm not sure. I feel like a lot of people have heard of it. Uh, it's taking pictures of ghosts is like something you think that only happens in movies, but you want to like take one in real life. Right. But 
No. If you want to, you have to. <laughs> Absolutely do- not. You have to do it safely. But there's a lot of things that you need to even begin to play this game. And, like, you have to have them or, like, you can't. I love lots of details because I feel like people will get bored and not do it. Exactly. Okay, continue. You'll need a length of string or rope, scissors or a knife, one small meal. 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 You'll need a meal. Mirror for each participant. I mean, you could have a meal before. I don't care. A- Never ghost hunt on an empty stomach. Never. A camera with a flash. Do not use camera phones. Oh, damn. That takes out everyone right there. A drinking glass, an alcoholic drink, preferably wine. Speak in our language. Heck yeah. A quiet room. What's that? What's quiet? I don't know. I have a toddler. <laughs> How to play. Start playing at midnight. Duh. Knot the ends of the string or rope and make a circle with it. Place the rope circle in the center of the room. Place the drinking glass in the center of the circle. Fill the glass with an alcoholic drink. Let each participant sit around the rope circle. Each participant then places a mirror in front of them so that the reflective surface faces the ceiling. Turn off the lights. Of course. You always have to. It's always got to be dark. I'm going to start. I'm I'm really afraid of the dark, guys. I'm really, really starting. Advocate for light. <laughs> and just invite an entity. The participants close their eyes and hold hands with each other. And each participant must say, I don't like that you held my hand while you're saying this. I trust you. I one don't af- trust you. One after, the, one after the other. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you begin your sitting. The one participant takes the camera and says, I caught you. Then Point the camera forward towards the center of the rope circle and click one picture. Okay. Pass the camera to the next participant who repeats the process. If you use a digital or a Polaroid camera, ensure that you do not look at the pictures immediately. Okay. Repeat the process until each participant has taken three pictures. Okay. To end the game, have everyone close their eyes and say three times in unison, it is time to go home. It is time to go home. Not going to say it a third time. Play it you, safe. You get the deal. Then everyone turns their mirrors face down, turn off the lights, and use scissors to cut the the scissors or the knife or whatever to cut the rope the, and make like the circle open. Take the alcohol outside, pour it in dirt. Like you have to pour it in the earth. Like not on your driveway, not in your mouth, in That's the dirt. That's a waste of alcohol. Well, you know. Then don't play this game. It's alcohol abuse. It really is. But then don't play this game. You can. Review. We are both over twenty-one. <laughs> you may now review your photos that you took. Oh, joyous! But warning, it always is. Do not step into the circle at any time during the game. Okay. If anyone starts crying or feels sick during the game, do not allow them to take photos anyone starts to act strange or if they are not acting themselves end the game immediately this means a spirit has attached itself to someone oh if anyone says out loud they are scared or afraid end the game immediately or it will take advantage of the weak person right because we just learned from the ouija board they thrive off of that negative energy and fear so there's a a little story 
pertaining to this that this guy's friend in was not feeling well and was feeling scared Mm -hmm. and he basically like still looked at the pictures and they like continued the game and there was something behind him and nope no thanks like when he took his photos like Uh because he was like facing them yeah like there's something behind him because they kept the game going oh that sounds safe so like don't do that don't do that or just like don't do it in general that's my recommendation, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. We don't really know what we're talking about. <laughs> you won't listen to me. It's fine. No one does. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> I love to take photos. I'm a, like, you're a photo whore. Yeah, and that game doesn't even sound fun. Right. No, but that's the game that my husband would play just to scare the shit out of me and be like, guess what I did? Yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. Um, so I have the next game. It's originated in Japan. Ooh. I'm going to butcher the Japanese title real quick for you. Disclaimer. We're sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Suji Urara. Ura? Maybe? Um, in translation, it means crossroads. Um, but people also call it the fortune game you know i've actually never heard of this game so i'm really excited Ooh, i'm excited to tell you the tea spill me the tea honey <laughs> in europe they actually call it crossroad uh divination um and trigger warning um and it has led to suicides in japan after some people found out some bleak predictions after of their futures Ooh. Yeah. So you will have to decide who will speak. Um, you can do it alone. You can do it with other people, but only one person can speak. Okay. Anyone else is considered a bystander. I don't want to be a bystander. <laughs> and as a bystander, you cannot speak or intervene. Really? <laughs> If you heard the text tone, that was uh, my husband who did not silence his phone. (laughs) Hot diggity. Okay. Things you will need. You will need a comb, something to cover your face, and then a crossroad. Is this like a Britney Spears movie? Stop. (laughs) Um, So a crossroad, so we're like two, two streets meet, which is also like a devil's road or something like that. Yeah, but can like Britney Spears come? I mean, she might have sold like uh-huh. sold her soul. Um, head to a crossroads at night, and then make your comb speak three times. So like, you're gonna hold the back of the comb and then run your fingers to make it go. Prum, prum. <laughs> prum, prum. That was my. That was my. Every time I use a comb now, that's all I'm gonna think is. Prum. <laughs> Oh my goodness, everybody's dinging. I am so sorry. All right. Um, then the speaker repeats three times. I'm going to butcher it once. Um, and then I'll do the um, Europe version as well. The Europe version. <laughs> the version you understand. Well, so it's half Japanese and then half just English. But Shuri Uma 
Shuri Uma, grant me a true response. Or grant me a true response. Just without the name. Give me the goods. Wait until someone approaches. If no one approaches or someone you know approaches, the game is over and you have to start over. Aw, damn. What a shame. (laughs) If a stranger approaches, cover your face and ask the stranger to tell you your fortune. No, thank you. (laughs) But if the stranger does not respond or refuses to answer you, you can uncover your face and wait for a new stranger to try again. Hmm? Yeah, doesn't that sound... Mm? Yeah. Um. No! Yeah. I already saw so, one homeboy that I didn't want to see. You really want to think I want to see another homeboy? Exactly. Well, so crossroads are liminal spaces, places that are neither here nor there, and that's what gives them the power. Like, their power. Um, it can be in any setting, rural, urban, doesn't matter. I don't do Big. well with strangers. Well, yeah, I know. So if the stranger agrees to answer, you may proceed. Do not uncover your face. Listen closely and carefully. Okay. And then when the stranger is finished, thank them for their time and let them go. But do not uncover your face. Like I said, you can be a bystander. But you also, when the stranger comes, they also have to cover, like, bystanders also have to cover their face. Like, why do we have to, like, cover our faces? Because like... you're not allowed to actually see the stranger, like, the stranger's face. That's unfair. I want to yeah. know who I'm talking to. Um, You lost where you are, aren't you? Yep. Figured. So, the stranger's knowledge is only, like, they can only tell you what they know. <clears throat> they can't tell you what to do with that information. So it's just like, it's like a magic eight ball. <laughs> a magic eight ball with a person? Yeah. I, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, but I guess they, I'm assuming they give you a little bit more detail. But yeah. So that's, that's the future or the fortune game. You know, it doesn't sound too terrifying. No. But they never say what the stranger is. Exactly. That's why I'm like, what am what am I talking to? Yeah, but you don't get to know. You don't get to look at their face. So you little peeky peek no through the fingers. Peeks. No peeky peeks. That one's interesting. Uh-huh. I will never play it. No, I wouldn't either. All righty, my dear. I've got one more game. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> not really, but not uh, shitting myself yet. So that's a plus. Uh, this one's actually really interesting. I would never do it, but researching it was uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. It's called Daruma-san. It's another Japanese okay game. Um, basically, it says warning: we advise you not to play the bath game. Right, right off the bat, that is the first thing. And everything that I read, it says, we advise you not. I don't like that it's the bath game. Yeah. Um, I, already, I already have a thing with water to begin with. Yeah. So, so they say that playing Daruma-san can result in very bad things happening to you. So instructions. Mm-hmm. One, before you go to bed at night, 
take off your clothes, ooh la la, and go into the bathroom. Fill the bathtub up with water. Uh-huh. And turn off the lights. Oh, nope. Sit in the middle of the bathtub facing the faucet or taps. That's a ugh. Um, that just sounds like whatever spooky thing lives in my bathroom is going to <laughs> smash my face into the spout. Honestly, it's just giving me nightmares about when I was a kid when, like, Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats said something, like, crawls out of, like, the drain. And I remember, like, refusing to take a bath as a kid in a shower without my mom for, like, a year and a half because something was going to crawl out of the drain. And I I had shoved that memory so far deep into the back of my mind. I did not need you to awaken it. I thought about it the other day, and I just relived all of it. And I was like, I want my mom. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so, <Not> okay. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to wash your hair, girl, while repeating over and over the words, Darumasam fell down. I'm not going to say it any more than that. Just, That's fair. Those are the words you're going to say. How many times are you supposed to say it? The, the just say it over and over while oh. you wash your hair. Oh, okay. Lovely. So the whole time you've got your hair routine, girl, you you saying this that's it okay um as you wash your hair in your mind you should see an image of a japanese woman standing in a bathtub she slips and falls onto a rusty tap the tap goes through her eye and kills her no 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 keep repeating the words daruma-san fell down again i'm not repeating it any more than that no, man. Until you finish washing your hair. And your eyes must remain shut. Not like I already have a fear of, like, opening my eyes and having there be something there. Right. You may... F- yeah, you may feel or hear a slight movement in the bathwater behind you. I don't want to share a bath with the demon lady. Did that not give you chills like it gave me? Like, keep your eyes closed. Do not peek. Because you just summoned a ghost. I know. The ghostly figure of a woman will rise out of the water behind you. You will feel her presence as she stares at you. Her head just behind your right shoulder. Her hair is jet black and tangled. Her clothes are tattered and rotting. She has only one eye. Her left, very queasy. I know. Her left eye is wide open and bloodshot. Her right eye is missing, leaving just a bloody hollow eye socket. Mm. When you sense the presence of the ghost, say out loud, why did you fall in the bath? Keeping your eyes shut tightly, stand up, get out of the bath. Be careful not to trip and fall immediately leave the bathroom and shut the door behind you like do not grab a towel like walk out naked and free and wet and don't look back okay now it is safe for you to open your eyes leave the water in the bath overnight and go to sleep what is the point like what what is the what did you get out of this game how are you supposed to go to sleep well, that too, but, like, what? why would you even want to do this game? Oh, it's, the game's just started. Oh, lovely. The next morning when you wake up, the game will begin. What? Mm, okay. The ghost of the one-eyed woman will be following you. Wherever you turn to look, she will disappear throughout the day. 
When you glance over your right shoulder, you will occasionally catch a glimpse of her. She will be getting closer and closer as the day goes on, but do not allow her to catch you. I don't want to play tag with a ghost. If you glance over you sh- your, you've, your shoulder and see that she is way too close, you should shout, Tomer, which means stop, then run away as quickly as possible. This will allow you to put some distance between yourself and the one-eyed woman. To end this game, you must catch a glimpse of the ghostly woman and shout Kita, which means I cut you loose. Then hold out your hand in front of you and swing it down in a cutting motion, kind of like a karate, uh, yeah. like a karate chop. Okay. You should end this game before midnight. Otherwise, this one-eyed woman will appear in your dreams and follow you. And like, there's basic rules and like warnings. Do not open your eyes when the ghost first appears. Do not allow the ghost to trip you when you get out of the bath. Do not re-enter the bathroom after you leave. Hope you don't have to pee. I was going to say, I literally can't make it through the night without having to go to the bathroom at least once. Well, you're peeing in bed, bitch. <laughs> Do not drain the bathtub until morning. Do not allow the one-eyed woman to catch up to you. My final piece of advice for you. Don't play this game! It's very dangerous. Summoning ghosts can result in you getting possessed by a demon or dying in a horrible way. Lovely. Can possible trip and fall out of your bath, a serious injury, or kill yourself. If you fail to end this game po- properly, the ghost could continue to follow you for the rest of your life. So you know what? Don't play it. Thank you. Sounds like a, a good warning. Come again. Okay. You got the good goods on this one. <laughs> I'm so ready. I love this one. Okay. Have fun with all these steps that you did. <laughs> this is the elevator game. <laughs> <laughs> this one amazes me. If performed correctly, cor- oh my god, we can't talk <laughs> The ritual would let you see, um, first like visiting various floors of a ten-story building in the certain order, and then you will finally arrive at a world that is not your own. A different dimension. Um, it is also um, like a possibility that this is Japanese oriented as well. Um, there's not a real clear like where this game came from. Don't do it. But yes, don't do it. But also like it's really cool. No offense. Okay. <laughs> um, only one player can play this. You have to be alone. It has to be a 10-story building equipped with an elevator capable of reaching all 10 floors. So, like, no key cards to get past a certain level. Nothing like that. Also, like, if it has, like, a... If the lobby's underground or, like, has a underground level, stuff like that, those buildings will not count. All 10 floors have to be above ground. Okay. You can start this game at any time of day. I think that's what's most terrifying yeah call an elevator with only the up button you must enter on the first floor and alone then you're going to start by pressing the fourth floor when you get there do not get out press the second floor when you get there do not get out sixth floor when you get there do not get out do you see the trend back to the second floor do not get out just don't do it (laughs) yeah 10th floor, do not get out. 5th floor, do not get out. 
When you get to the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Love that. Do not look at her or speak to her. She is not what she seems. Oh, okay. Once again, do not Safety get out. first. Just press the first floor. At this point, one of two things is going to happen. Okay. The elevator will either go down to the first floor or up to the tenth. If you go down to the first floor, the ritual has failed. Do not proceed. When you get to the first floor, get off as soon as the door is open. Do not look back. Don't speak. Exit the building as fast as you can. Okay, I can do that. If you go up to the 10th floor, the ritual was a success. You may proceed. Also, this is like on the ascend to the 10th floor, like on your way going up, this is your very last chance to like wimp out, to throw the white flag, like to cancel, press any floor beside the 1st or the 10th. But this has to happen before you pass the ninth floor. So pretty much two through eighth, like the eighth floor Mm -hmm. are your spots to cancel the ritual. Okay. When you reach the tenth floor, you may exit or remain in the elevator. If you do choose to exit, the woman that entered on the fifth floor may take this opportunity to ask where you're going. Do not look at her or answer her. Just exit without comment. Well, okay. I was going to tell her I was going to go get a cheeseburger, but okay. You can look around, but you do not lose sight of the elevator you came in. It's very important. Oh, so like you have to go back to the exact elevator? Exact elevator. So okay. I don't know what if you see a whole bunch of elevators or whatnot. It is said you'll find yourself in another world. You'll notice many details, but one thing will be sure is that you are the only person present. Um, that's not terrifying. Yes. If you got off, um, like, you'll, like, notice different things. Like I say, um, some say that it's almost identical to our own world, but there'll be two different, like, two distinct details that are different. All the lights will be off, and if you look out any windows, all you will see is a red cross in the distance. Fuck no. Some say that um, electronics in this other world do not work, while others say they still do. Can I just, like, turn around and go back on the elevator and be like, bye? Right. I did it. Bye. Um, They all say you are alone. On the, like, slight chance that that fifth, you know, the fifth floor lady came with you, she may still be there. Oh, hell no. But no one else. You're strictly I thought I dipped her. Yeah, right. You lied. So, this is the return trip. This is how you get back. Oh, God. If you did not get off the elevator, you chose to be like, okay, cool. So, let's, we're going to stay right here. Press the first floor. The doors should close and you should start to go down. If not, keep pushing the first floor button till you start to go down. I just got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. When you reach the first floor, exit as soon as the door is open. Do not look back. Do not speak. Leave the building and return home as soon as possible. If you did get off, return to the elevator. And it must be the exact same elevator you were in before. Once in, press the fourth floor. Proceed to press the buttons and visit the floor in the same order as you did before. Jesus. So you need to go fourth floor, second, sixth, second, tenth, fifth, one. Okay. 
I couldn't remember that. I would be fucked. Right? If the elevator starts to go to the 10th floor again, <laughs> you must cancel it before it does. <laughs> no. <laughs> and once again, cancel it before it passes the 9th floor. <gasps> if canceled correctly, you will go down to the 1st floor. When you get there, don't get out right away. Look around. Check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, don't exit the elevator. Instead, press the fourth floor button again and repeat the previous steps. Repeat these steps as many times as you feel necessary until everything seems completely normal before exiting this elevator. Do not exit until you are absolutely 100%, 10 million to the whatever. Degree. Yeah, that you are certain. You have returned to your world. If you do and you're wrong, you may as well get comfortable. Oh, God. Because you may never see your home or world again. I just got goosebumps from head to toe. If anyone else but the woman gets on, like the woman on the fifth floor, the ritual has failed. Terminate it immediately. Dun dun dun! Oh God! There are a lot of that spooky so things before, and I feel like we will when one day when we do strictly like stories, I will share one with you that's relevant to this like game. Interesting, but I will never go on elevators ever again. Um, I don't do elevators <laughs> anyway. If you ask my husband, he's mad at me all the time because I don't do elevators. I would rather walk up we flights did, of stairs. We did the elevator at our hotel room when we went to Detroit for a concert one time and then took the stairs the rest of the time. Oh, my God. It was so terrifying. I was like, I remember just like, oh, my God. I'm like, Jack Harlow's worth this elevator ride. Jack Harlow's <laughs> worth the elevator ride. Thank God I only had to go up and down five flights of stairs for right. him. <laughs> Even though I would have gone up more. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you deeply appreciated all our spooky games. And I hope you're just as terrified as we are because neither one of us is going to be sleeping very well tonight. I also hope that you don't do those. Yes, do not play any of these games. We mean it. But if you do, I mean, like, email us your story. Yes. At be afraid of the dark podcast at gmail.com. And speaking of that, we are no longer lazy. Our Instagram and our Facebook group are now up and live. So please go ahead and uh, follow us at on Instagram at be afraid of the ghost podcast. Be afraid of the ghost. Oh my God. Be afraid of the dark podcast. What are you doing? I don't know. Be afraid of the dark podcast at Insta and Facebook, guys. It's okay. Brit's on something and I, I swear. Losing it. Oh my gosh. You need sleep. I do need sleep. But yes, Be Afraid of the Dark podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Let us know on either one of those platforms if you want to see us on other like social media accounts like TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, stuff like that. Yeah, we don't mind. Uh, we've talked about doing like a video version of this at some point. Yeah, so let us know if you're interested in that. Maybe we'll move that up sooner. Yeah, than what we were originally planning. But to leave it for the evening. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I'll say. Crystal. Remember. Don't look behind you.